This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. Thank you so much. Good morning and welcome to the show, everybody. Thank you for joining us today. And we have a lot coming up on today's show. We're going to find out what our lead headlines are in sports, news and entertainment coming up in just a few minutes. Uh, Brandon, tell everybody why you are so relieved today. You've been suffering mostly in silence. For the past three days Yeah Because of a certain reason That You know We didn't feel like We need to bring you down With our <clears throat> With our workplace problems But uh, Fill us in on what's been going on The past couple of days I finally have air conditioning in here Yeah the air conditioner went out And it, it turned it was, into it 107 last, this week It went out till It went out last week And it was like Oh well they, they're missing one part So I was in on Saturday and Did you have to be in that studio? I had to be in this studio for four hours. Um, and I was told, oh, well, it's th- they are missing the part. It'll be here on Monday. So then I'm thinking, okay, well, it's probably not going to be fixed for Monday morning's show. So you'd like come to so the realization, like, okay, it's okay. I know it's not going to be ready on Monday. Just got to tough it out Monday. Mm-hmm. And then Monday rolls around. Ah, hey, they still don't have that part. Crap. Okay, what? so now we're looking at Tuesday. And then they're working on it, and then we get an email late Tuesday that says, oh, they ran out of time. They're going to be back tomorrow to finish it. So it was three straight days, and it was just, I mean, it was it was bad. Monday, my laptop wouldn't turn on. It was so hot in here. I was going to mention that. If you listen closely the past few days, you can tell when Brandon's microphone is on because you can hear this whirring noise <laughs> yeah. in the background more than usual, and it's because he had to have a little fan pointed right at his computer because it was so hot in there. His, it, without the fan, his computer would overheat and shut down. Yep. Jeez. But we're good now, baby. Is it nice and comfortable? or It's a little chilly. Even a lie. little extra cold? I think You're not I was, used to it. Yeah, I think I was getting <laughs> used to the, you know, to the sweltering heat in here, so. Would you say you might have been a little extra grumpy these past couple of days because of the additional discomfort of the heat? No. <laughs> well, I would. <laughs> well, of course you would, because you were the cause of any grumpiness. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm happy for you now. Thank you. Because it was pretty rough. I walked in there a couple times. I was like, "Ooh, going back to Joanna's. Yeah. <laughs> this week, there are three of us doing the show, not counting Nico, and we're each in a different room. We're in the same building, Yeah. but we're in a different room. Socially distanced. Uh, If you want to see what's going on in the studio, you can check us out over on Facebook. We've got our uh, Facebook feed that goes on every day, Monday through Friday. Just find Buzz Adams Morning Show on Facebook and make sure you click on today's video. You can see what people are chatting about. You can even, if you dare, participate in the chat because it can get pretty wild and wooly sometimes. But we're there for you every day with uh, in-studio camera shots at... uh, Facebook. Just look for Buzz Adams Morning Show. If you want to give us a call, here's the toll-free studio line you could call during the show. 
and talk to us at 844-305-6210. That's 844-305-6210. Alternatively, if you would like to call in, but you don't necessarily want to go on the air live, you can leave a message for us, and that's the toll-free neckline. The number is 844-805-NECK or 844-805-6325. Leave a message. Somebody will listen to it, and we'll probably play it on the air. You know, uh, usually we play those on the air, so leave a message for us on the neckline. Um, Before we get to news and sports, talk about this uh, actress from Glee who is missing and just the very, very... uh, Tragic details about this case. Well, Very upsetting uh, turn of events yesterday. Yeah, this was going to be my top news story. Oh, for was today. it? All yeah. right, well, let's go ahead and do um, that. So, the search, Naya Rivera, she's known for her role in Glee. Um, she was a mother. She, and now there's a search and rescue operation looking for her. She disappeared from a rented boat in California. And the California authorities are saying that they called off the search um, last night due to uh, just unable to the search conditions at night. Um, they said it's going to resume early this morning at dawn. Uh, she arrived at a lake about 60 miles northwest of Los Angeles around 1 p.m. And she rented a boat with her four-year-old son. It's according to the sheriff's office. Then around 4 p.m., the boat was found with the boy inside sleeping, but Rivera was missing. Now, she is presumed drowned in the lake. There's a search ongoing for her body. Uh, she started her career um, as early as the age of four, uh, but she's best known as playing Santana Lopez on Fox's musical drama Glee, which ran from 2009 to 2015. So they they what they think is that she, for whatever reason, fell overboard or, or jumped overboard, but they think she yeah. probably uh, drowned. Yeah, they don't. Um, they don't know what the situation was. All they know is that she rented the boat. The boat was due to come back, and now, um, but they didn't. So the search began looking for the boat, and that's when they were able to locate the four-year-old. The four-year-old child is okay. Um, he is now with his father, uh, but they say that they have not been able to find uh, Rivera. Brandon, sports headlines. What are we going to be talking about when we get around to sports headlines a little bit later? Well, we do have a couple of NFL teams, the Ravens and the Steelers, talking about what it might be like when the season kicks off and how many fans you can have in stands, whether or not masks are going to be required. But also, remember Raheem Mostert? Remember that name? So familiar. He was the running back that went off in the NFC Championship game for 220 yards and just became like he was kind of an overnight sensation after the NFC Championship. That's right. Well, he's now requesting a trade because, well, the Niners don't want to pay him. All right. We'll uh, get to all that. Uh, Kanye sat down with Forbes to talk about his political platform. So maybe we're getting a little more insight into. Uh, what we assumed was a publicity stunt, I, I, which I still think it is because Kanye has an album coming out and a single coming out soon. So I, I think the main thing is publicity, a publicity stunt. But uh, according to Kanye West, he is no longer on the Trump train. He said that he has taken the red cap off. So why did he jump off? the? There's a lot of just, ben, you know, really crazy stuff in this interview but as far as why he's no longer 
uh, on the Trump train. He says, quote, this is Kanye speaking. It looks like one big mess to me. I don't like that I caught wind that he hid in the bunker. And he added that he's officially, quote, taking the red hat off. Of all the things you could be upset about, the fact that he went down in a bunker is the thing that that really uh, stuck in Kanye's craw for some reason. Uh, he does say that he would be running as a Republican if Trump wasn't in the picture. Uh, it gets a little crazier. He was asked what he liked about Trump to begin with, and his response was, I like Trump hotels and the saxophones in the lobby. What are the... Does anybody know what the saxophone's in the lobby? I've never been in a Trump hotel before. I have no idea. Is there a guy just playing uh, Careless Whisper? Uh, Kanye revealed that he had coronavirus in February. He also revealed that he's totally against vaccines, even one for COVID, which does not exist yet. But So there you go. Kanye is a celebrity anti-vaxxer. Here's what his quote was about getting the uh, the COVID vaccine, which I, I want to point out again, do, does not yet exist. He said, quote, that's the mark of the beast. They want to put chips inside us. They want to do all kinds of things to make it where we can't cross the gates of heaven. Uh, also, he's, his vision for America is that it'd be a lot more like Wakanda from Black Panther is what uh, Kanye said. Here's a quote, like in the movie Wakanda, when the king went to visit that lead scientist to have the shoes wrapped around her shoes, the amount of innovation that can happen, the amount of innovation in medicine, like big pharma. Yeah, all right, well, you just identified yourself as an anti-vaxxer, and you say you want innovation in medicine, so it's a little hard to take uh, that part seriously. But Kanye says that this is a sincere run, that he's not promoting his new album, and then he suggested that he might just give the album away for free. So uh, there you go from the Kanye side of reality, as we know it. Is the arm wrestling match going to happen today? Great question. I was challenged. It's not, you know, I was just like out of the blue. Nico <laughs> said he could beat me in arm wrestling. And I'm. He's pretty confident about it, too. Yeah, but I'm pretty confident I I could beat him, so... People in the Facebook chat, it looked like their money was going to be on you. Um, I haven't been able to get a hold of Nico today. I mean, he's the one who... who Brought it up. Yeah. He's the one who threw down the... How do you make a challenge? Throw down the gauntlet? Throw down the gauntlet. Thank you, Lisa. That's what he did. So, if he if he's not coming in today, I... I take that as a sign of weakness and submission. <laughs> Respect. So, uh, yeah, if he if Nico makes it in today, we'll we'll do the arm wrestling uh, because he challenged me to arm wrestling. And did we decide we were going to do? It was uh, somebody's suggestion off of Facebook. We're going to have our underarms waxed. The loser has the underarms waxed. I think it was one arm. <laughs> Why just going to be all awkward and like it's going to be uneven. All right. I mean, you uh, could do both if you want. I, I'm, I'm not going to complain about that. It's up to you. Guys. Whatever you feel comfortable with. Okay, but does that seem to be a good payoff for the for losing? I thought so. Okay.
Have you heard about all the rock bands that got those uh, low interest and sometimes you don't have to pay them back loans? The payroll protection yep. program? The PPPs from the Small Business Administration? Yeah. This uh, was reported in Rolling Stone, among others, but there was a, a big push for the government to release the list of businesses that had uh, been eligible and given money under the PPP. So that's payroll protection, meaning you're supposed to use that money so you don't have to lay people off. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, for small businesses. Uh, the reason they wanted to release that people wanted a list release is because we heard things about places like Shake Shack, which is mm -hmm. definitely a nationwide chain, uh, getting a PPP. The Los Angeles Lakers, which are one of the most valuable sports franchises yeah. in the entire world, did they give theirs back? Because Shake Shack and Ruth's Chris and Potbelly were embarrassed enough when it came out that they returned the money and said, returned okay. It. Yeah, they did. The Lakers returned theirs? Yeah, according to ESPN. An important component of this is to remember that I talked to a lot of small business owners who said they called almost immediately and were told they were out of money. <laughs> so it makes you wonder. Well, and it, at first, people, you could hear the argument where they would say, well, you know, maybe it went to the people who work at the arena. And it's like, no, it was like the actual, I think, Lakers employees like who work for the franchise. So you're not talking about the concession workers or the janitors at the the. I think what we had imagined when it was like, uh, and these are loans, they don't have to necessarily be paid back as long as you don't downsize or you don't cut jobs or cut mm -hmm. pay. Uh, like you wouldn't have to pay back the loan in most of the cases. So when we heard about it, we were thinking, okay, it's somebody who owns maybe a, a small machine factory and has 30 employees. Or a florist. Or, you know, or a florist or, you know, whatever it is. But, a, you know, I think we all have a pretty good idea of what a small business is. And we right. think of a small business, we don't think of the Lakers. Well, how about bands? Because Rolling Stone found a bunch of bands who... who oh, and by the way, they only released uh, people who had received in excess of $150,000. So who knows how many people might have gotten $140,000 and they... You know, if they were they'd smart. appear on the list. Right? <laughs> if they'd have known there was going to be this blowback, yeah, I bet the, like, I'll take one hundred and forty nine thousand yeah. and nine hundred ninety nine. And please keep my name out of the papers because yeah. I don't want to give this back. Exactly. Uh, national change like Ruth Chris and Shake Shack got. Uh, well, it could be up to $5 million in some cases. They don't know exactly. So they just kind of put them in. They've lumped them into a group that got more than 150000 but could have gotten up to several million dollars. And they got shame back into, into, into giving it back, which is interesting because it proves that the American public knows the definition of small business better than the Small Business Administration does. And it also shows <laughs> that there is accountability, uh, you know, if there is enough. Because Ruth Chris and Shake Shack and a lot of different businesses, people said, well, we're not going to go. You know, now we know who's going to be taking this money or who's going to be working in um, almost a nefarious way. And then once they real once the businesses realized that, then it was like, Oh, we didn't know. We just thought we could get the money. So we apologize. Here it is back. Uh, Rolling Stone uh, looked through this list and they had to go through and figure out uh, 
you know, sometimes the company name would not be the same as the band itself, but they were able to figure out some of the bands that turned up on the SBA and Treasury Department list. Uh, they include Tool, mm-hmm. Nickelback. Really? Papa Roach. Isn't Nickelback Canadian? Yeah. But I think their business is in, in Cal- the U.S. In, yeah, it's in California. I think they also live in California, too. My Chemical Romance. Wait, My Chemical Romance is back together? Yeah, they were doing a world tour. But they they didn't start it, right? So oh, that's they, why they need the money. They The first date of the was the big reunion back in December. And that was supposed to be the kickoff. And then they were going to be going to Australia, New Zealand. And then COVID happened. Yeah, and then COVID happened. So um, Ger- um, Gerard Way, lead singer of My Chemical Romance, spoke to Rolling Stone about it. And explained their reasoning of why they took the, the PPP loan. And they said, like most tours that were happening this year, our world tour was canceled. Um, MCR received the money to ensure that our crew is still going to be funded during this time of uncertainty until we're able to be out on the road again with them. We're so grateful for all the skilled, dedicated people that we have employed. Some of them are parents, others are caretakers, still others just have simple rent that they have to pay. And this money is going to help them take care of themselves and their families. Um, and that's one of the things is, you know, the, the tour business has been just decimated by the pandemic. And you have people who usually this is the busy season. We're in concert season, as I always like to call it, uh, during the spring and summer. And it's not happening anymore. So those people are now, which they usually, you know, have those jobs, they're out. I would like to assume that, you know, roadies mm-hmm. and people who work in the business office and, you know, people... I like to think that that's where the money went. And I like to assume, because I like uh, Gerard Way, mm-hmm. that he didn't pro- you know, profit from any of this. Well, no, I, hope that's and I guess that's why he did talk to Rolling Stone. He said that the, their money, they gave it to the, their, their tour company, like the people okay. who are working for them on tour. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of people that you don't realize are employed uh, by these tours. Uh, for instance, like the catering company. There's a lot of catering companies that, that travel with the tour. Exactly. When I remember when Warp Tour yeah, was I know. still really big. To My Do- roommate used to be on the Justin Bieber tour. Yeah, the, the, remember? Yeah, but there's people like that. Um, there was a company that used to do Warp Tour called Tada Catering, and we used to know the owner of that. And she would, yeah, that was her whole thing. She would spend you know the year doing different tours, but then when Warp Tour was happening, she had this huge. Uh, I think there was like ten people that she employed, and every day it was breakfast, lunch, and dinner had to have all the food ready but yeah someone like that they're out of a job right now i wrote this uh, article you could check it out and see uh, a bunch more of the bands and also links to the rolling stone so you could see uh, even more of the bands that got over 150,000. as i was writing it it's like you know i hope this doesn't come across like i'm trying to shame them mm-hmm. into giving back the money because you know if they're running an operation where they got people on payroll that are, are going to be out of money because they got shut down and they got the money. I shouldn't uh, feel bad about what I, I do feel bad mm-hmm. about people that I know that called in and like we're just told flat out we're out of money. Um, some of the other bands, the Eagles, Green Day, Pearl Jam, Guns N' Roses. It's kind of a who's who of rock and roll, but it's not just rock. Uh, rappers like Lil Jon and Wiz Khalifa. Also country artists like Rascal Flatts and Luke Combs. 
are all on a list. Yeah, and it is a it's a who's who because those are the the artists and performers that are big enough to have a company underneath them that they employ with all of the different you know. The well, that rivers, got me wondering, the like if, the, if say the Eagles got four million dollars, and I'm just we don't know for a fact, but mm-hmm. let's just say they got four million dollars. Do you think maybe like an '80s act like Tommy Two Tone might have got like five grand or something? They might have. <laughs> They, it depends on how much your business actually makes. Um, oh, then it would probably be more like five hundred. There was like <laughs> I got nothing against Tommy Tutone. <laughs> there was a nonprofit in town uh, that we were talking about the PPP loans, and the director of it. He was telling me he goes, "Yeah, no, no, we got about, and I can't remember. It was in the millions." that they got but it was um he was like no we got that just as like a a safety net so we can make sure we don't have to lay off any of the employees and you know we're we're doing okay right now but we have that that loan that was given to us just in case something does happen um or if this pandemic continues more than a couple months which it has so that loan has benefited them Brandon also has a piece up you can read at Buzz Adams show about schools coming back in the fall and how feasible that might be. Did you do some research? What did you find out? Well, it's really because our mayor had come out and there were there was a decree or a uh, an order that was coming through from um, one of the heads here in, in the city in which we live saying we need to postpone it until at least Labor Day. So it'd be at least until September that we would be getting any sort of face-to-face schooling. Now, I know... That doesn't sound like a disaster. I mean, it sounds like a compromise. Well, because when we were... Um, we had to go through, uh, like, a questionnaire for my kid because it was you were going to basically choose between 100% online classes or kind of a 40-60 split where it would be two days of face-to-face in school, three days of online classes. Now, the problem with the 100% online classes, you weren't guaranteed to get a teacher from your kid's school. So if your kid goes to a specific elementary and you want the teachers from that elementary school, if you picked 100% online, you weren't guaranteed to get one of those instructors or to get one of those teachers. Yeah. So, and I'm just really kind of posing the question, like, do you think that that schools should open? I'm under the belief that they can. I don't think it needs to be rushed. I don't think it is something that um, we need to feel forced into it, but it is something that needs to be discussed and they need to figure out the best way to do it. Of course, now that I'm saying that, they're not going to do that, but uh, (laughs) Okay, well, you could read that one. You could read my post about... The uh, bands and artists who got uh, bailouts from the Small Business Administration. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Well, here's uh, some interesting findings. Uh, You know, as more and more states are either decriminalizing or making uh, medicinal or recreational marijuana. I hesitate to say legal. I don't think legal's the word decriminalized decriminalized really right term so they were trying to study like the effects in some places where uh, you know people smoke a lot of marijuana and what the result of that is and they say the number one sign that somebody is overdoing it on the weed is in the office place when somebody makes a cup of coffee <laughs> makes a pot of coffee and they forget to put the pot back under the coffee machine what? before they walk out. Now, yeah. that's the number one indicator that somebody is overdoing uh, it on the giggle weed. By the way, there's a fresh pot on right now, and um, 
You told me you weren't going to throw me under the bus before we got on. Uh, really? That, that was really? a lie. Yeah. He defended you. That was the worst part is Buzz was saying, he's like, Nico just got here. Why would he make, he didn't so, make the coffee. So Brandon is down the hall. He's like, did you make coffee? I'm like, no, I didn't. I didn't make coffee. Did Nico? No, I just let Nico and he walked down with me. So you went back there and uh, there was coffee all over the counter it sounded because there like was no pot under it, the machine. It right? sounded like somebody was taking a leak in the kitchen. Oh, it was still in the, the process hallway. of dripping. It was still going. And I mean, I got there right at the end. By the time I put the pot <laughs> underneath it, it went drip, 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 and then it was done. I went so far as to question poor little Michelle yeah. <laughs> about Michelle whether or not like, she'd uh, made coffee. Like, and she's well. like, I don't drink coffee. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, the way that the okay. counter is stained brown, I'm sure it wasn't the first time that it's happened. No, no, definitely not. But So, I, I guess you had gotten fair, I think the only other person that done that has probably been Buzz. No, that one, I, I mean, I've screwed up before, but that's not one. And I, I didn't got. make coffee before, but everybody was like, well, if there's no coffee in the pot, you got to make a new one. So I learned how to make coffee. Here. Well, apparently you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> He's got to think about going through the process of putting the coffee, opening, you know, get a filter, opening the packet because we get these little individual packets. You put it in there, then you push the button. But at no point did you ever put okay. a pot it's under the you, no, coffee I, underneath. No, because I was running down to get a, pot, a cup of coffee. There was none. You're getting some pot. Pot, that's yeah. Dead. And pot, I was why. trying to fill my cup, but mm-hmm. it turns out I had to make my own pot. And then uh, the the light for the studio came on, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna be late for the, you know, the intro. So I, I made sure to do it as fast you were as I could. Late, you were already late for the show. <laughs> you were an hour no, late. I meant for why the segment. Why are you now suddenly rushing to the studio? for the segment? And, uh, yeah, I forgot to put the pot under. Yeah. Nico, out of the blue, challenged me to arm wrestling. I don't think it was out of the blue. What what, pretty out of the blue. What brought it up? Oh, there was a story about arm wrestling. That's out of the blue. Was there? Yeah. Yeah, there was. It was the the fight where the guy and his kid that was under 18... He the, the, that the was in the lost. true crime report. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and he was fire, He was shooting into the ceiling. Man loses to his son, the younger, stronger lion, and uh, old, I wanted to recreate that. So you, you like I'm the old silverback, and you're the yeah, you're the young strapping ape who's going to try try and take over the troop. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, I want you to know that I prepared. I gave my right arm an extra good workout yesterday. Oh, jeez. <laughs> what? I don't know. I did curls, like with a barbell, just with my... What are you guys talking about? I'm not talking about anything. I rested my arm yesterday. I actually iced it. Um, I made sure not to, to move or do anything with it. So we're doing this? Yeah. And Ooh. the the payoff of the bet is acceptable to you. I think we decided to go with a listener's suggestion, which was loser of the arm wrestling match gets one underarm Mm-hmm. Uh, waxed. waxed. Do you even have underarm hair? I do. It's I'm the just judging hair. by the, your attempts to grow facial hair, and I'm just wondering if there's if there's anything. Let, let Is see. it like the one place you have hair? I mean, it's not the one place, but it it's probably the longest hair in my body. Gross, gross. And to Lisa, you got a you got a waxer that can come in and take care of this for us? Yeah, mm-hmm. I can text my friend. Yeah, see, I got some. There's a little it's, bit. From my angle, it just looks like you're showing him your boob. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually trying to hide it with my hand. <laughs> so we're going to do this? Yeah. Let's do it. Well, I, I don't know about right now. When when do you want to do it? Oh, um, How about an hour from now? Yeah, let me wait till I have my coffee first. <laughs> <laughs>
Yeah, go get a sponge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's kind of lay out a timeline here for doing the arm wrestling uh, contest. The contest itself is only going to take about two seconds. But mm-hmm. you mean that's how soon oh, fast it's going to really? be until you lose? Nico challenged me to arm wrestling, and yeah, I'll accept that. I just sure. want to beat Nobody's you and then hurt. see if you're going to shoot a gun <laughs> because you're so mad. Oh, because of the true crime story. I don't. Uh, I think I'm. I think I'm going to surprise you with my well, with my strength. Let's just say the odd, everybody is putting the odds in your favor. They, somebody in the chat said you have girth. I was like, that is. N- I'm not even sure that's the right word to use about Buzz. <laughs> <laughs> How would you describe your physique? Um, skinny fat kind of. I'm, I'm doughy. skinny. Fa- yeah, like doughy. skinny fat. Yeah, doughy. Skinny fat. Yeah. Kind of uh, sedentary. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any muscle tone? Um. Yeah. Sure. Leftover. Some muscle tone. I think. Yeah. A little bit. All right. And do you have any athleticism? Um. I can lunge really well. All right. <laughs> hey, g- g- tell us about this fencing uh, history of yours. You said you were ranked nationally. I was. I was national. Why did you not play when I was ten years old? Okay, at the age of ten. Yep. Wait. This wasn't even in high school. Uh, no. Every time you talked about this being nationally ranked, I thought you were talking about when you were 17, 18. And that's why I was going to ask. I'm sorry. You you know, I have an actual title behind me and you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Did you pursue it? Through high school? Uh, Well, my brother was uh, on the... the We don't care about your brother. We're asking about you. We both did it. I'd like to know the family history. Continue. My brother was on the USA World team. Did you guys ever sword fight each other? Uh, sure. We, okay. we didn't did call touch, them. Did you touch tips? Yeah, we would. Yeah, sometimes. But then that that counts as a double. Okay, and you both oh. get a point. Okay. Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> All right, you were gonna say your, your brother, brother was, was a, a good fencer. Yeah, a very good fencer, and uh, he did, went, he went to Notre Dame on a fencing scholarship. Oh, he did. I was a, your brother went on a fencing scholarship. Yay. I was oh, going to hell? follow him. The hell uh-huh. happened to you, buddy? But then I was really good at academics, so then I got scholarships in academics instead. What happened with that? Isn't that crazy? Like, Nico's actually smart. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty decent. It always baffles my friend that went to high school with him. She's always like, Nico was really intelligent. Oh, I forgot that you go. <laughs> you forgot that you're friends with her. <laughs> oh, you guys! I didn't know you have a mutual friend. Yeah. Yeah, but no, she's not friends with him now. But but, but you're, she knew him. I don't think we were friends in high school even. But. You're, yeah. you're saying though that you were good enough that you could have. Fenced sure. on a college team. Sure, like the the Notre Dame coach was already talking to me. How many how many schools have fencing programs? A lot of Division One schools. The Stanford. same ones that have rowing. <laughs> 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 the crew teams. Uh, at least it's not curling. Uh, I would say like the most of them. Yeah, like uh, Ohio State has a very good one. Um, Harvard does not have a great one. Harvard does not have a good fencing team. Uh, no, they do. I should lie. I'm lying. Uh, okay. Yeah. Like, who's the powerhouse? Uh, Ohio State and Notre Dame were. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Does your brother still fence? Um, no. He's like a house husband. He he like. <laughs> I think he puts up fences. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining he's like, I'm like most people are like, oh, I'm going to go play tennis Saturday morning. Your brother's like, I'm going to go fence. Yeah, the hope was to coach eventually. Do they have like fencing stuff here still? Yeah, there's a, in, in El Paso, really? there is a, yeah, my, my very good like friend. Like a studio? And my coach, yeah. 
We'll get Margaret DeLong, DeLong Fencing. In El Paso. I want to go fence. It yeah. sounds fun. I, I'd do it. I'd totally go fence. I tried to get Buzz to fence me once, but wait, I need to rephrase it. Uh, <laughs> I tried to get Buzz to put on the equipment, but none of it was, was in his size. So <laughs> I totally would go fence. That sounds fun. Yeah, it is fun. So I can lunge. All right, so there's yeah, your athletic great. background. Also, my right arm is way stronger than my left. Because of the fencing? Yeah, because you have to mm-hmm. hold up your arm. Uh, try stretching out your arm and just holding it like that with a weight in it. Yeah, it, it's a little... Skinny little sword. It's not. I mean, it's metal. Because oh, also yeah, the handle. The handle. The bell sure. guard is steel. Yeah, but so. it, what does it weigh? Under a pound, though. Right? No, I'd say the steel bell guards for the Epe is at least two pounds. Two okay. three pounds. All right. Well, let's do this. Let's let's get through this segment. How about if we come back and we'll do the arm wrestling? Yeah. Okay. So uh, that's we'll what do I do. Right here. We we have to do the rules first. Okay. I would agree with that. All right. So where do we put the left hand? Like, you can't can we grab something, or do we have to? Your hip? Do we have to hold each other? No. Usually, what you do if you don't have the professional table, you, is you link lock, hands. Yeah, you under- link hands underneath your so arms. It would be like I'm demonstrating. So, yeah. And then <laughs> I would. Do you see what he's doing? Yeah. I, I feel it like looks we, like he's flipping you off with his arms. I feel like we need somebody in here mostly just to make the call when the uh, when one person is defeated. Like, okay, that's far enough. Mm-hmm. I mean, if we have our arms under it, you're not going to be able to slam your opponent all the way down. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm supposed to do commentary. Do you want little Michelle to come in there? Yeah. She's not afraid to be around us. Isn't she working? I mean, we well, also it's we're just we stealing. It's kind of all automated. Sure. Over just there. somebody who can say, "Okay, the the match is over. I can." Yeah, and we're know, only doing one, one round, right? Because yeah, I think so. To max out our entire strength. Yeah, Michelle. sure. All right. Uh, so we'll uh, we'll come back in a few minutes. We'll do it. Yeah. Then we could replay the results in a couple hours for Kaplowitz because he kind of got wound up in this and, <laughs> and wrapped it up. In it. it sounds like. Yeah, Steve Kaplowitz was Team Buzz. Yeah, and every time we were talking about, oh, we're thinking about doing this at you know six a.m. or you know an early time, no, he's like, oh, no chance, it's so early, it's too early. And I had to remind him that it's the Buzz Adams Morning Show, not the Buzz Adams Brunch Club. Also, wasn't he on your show for like several years? Uh, yeah. She said she just has to work for a couple seconds at seven o'clock, but other than that, she can do it. Okay. All right, so we'll right after se- right after seven uh, Mountain Time, eight Central Time. That's so depending on where you're listening, she's just got to hit I'll a couple you. buttons, and then she she said she'll be back and do and it. And then we'll we'll come over, we'll do do it right. How here. would you describe your body size, your body shape and size? Um, like like a silverback gorilla, <laughs> so like rippling with muscle underneath a, a would, subcutaneous level of. Would you say soft, chubby, or like a? Like a hard chubby. A hard chubby. Yeah. Okay. Like a hard chubby. Hard chubby. <laughs> Title of your sex tape. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I was explaining what we're doing to Michelle. What are we hard chubbing about over there? <laughs> Nico was asking me to describe, his describe my physique, and he wanted to know, am I a soft chubby or a hard chubby? And I'm pretty hard chubby. I didn't know that was a thing until one time Scott Lewis, we were on a uh, like a plane and there was like a very small walkway and he couldn't make it through because and I was like, just suck your stomach in. And he's like, I, I can't. It doesn't go in. I, I didn't know that. Anymore. I was like, what do you mean? I'm a hard chubby. Yeah. <laughs> Don't isolate that. <laughs> <laughs> Done. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. 
All right, we we have uh, the area set up, so do you know how long it's going to be before Michelle can come? Oh, Michelle's going to come in. Is, I noticed Michelle's wearing a mask. Does Michelle want us to wear a mask? Yes. Just ask just her when she gets in there. Come in, come in Michelle. The, turn on the microphone for her that, or tell her how. Got All it. Right. Come in, Michelle. I, the microphone's already set at the lowest level it can possibly be. Would you like us to at, wear a so mask? <laughs> um, sure. Would you feel safer? I'd prefer not to. I think she'd feel safer <laughs> if she wasn't in the room. I mean, true. Okay. All right, Brandy. Uh, Brandy. Nico, get over here. Oh, my here. God. How could you get us confused? We're going to do the... The top of our heads. <laughs> We're going to do our arm wrestling competition. All right. I was on the receiving end of this challenge. Uh-huh. Nico just said he was pretty sure he could beat me in arm wrestling. Um, I am not so sure. Do you want Michelle to have headphones or anything? or So she can talk to us? I think or? it'd be helpful. Okay. There you go. So that you can hear the other guys talking, Michelle. Wow, that's amazing. Nico didn't even have headphones on. He could hear just off of buzzes. like. Yeah. <laughs> well, I run them pretty loud. You I've do. had a lot of hearing loss. See, when you guys wear the masks, it looks like a fight between oh. Sub-Zero and Scorpion in Mortal Kombat. Finish him. Where is my man? Oh, it's in my pocket. <laughs> okay. So do you just want to do it right now and... And that then we can talk about what happened? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's jump right okay. into this thing, man. All right. All right. Ready? So, yeah, Michelle, whoever's arm goes down, I guess, wins, you know, or well, whatever. Well, whatever side you can best. By the way, the. I'm pretty sure it's uh, this monitor. Just so, <laughs> so you know what's on the line, whoever loses has to get their underarm hair waxed. Oh. When is that going to take place? I don't know. Lisa? When oh, you yeah. guys wanted to. I can text Tomorrow. Her. Okay, let me text her right now. Um, but Michelle needs a good viewing point. Do you have a step stool or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Okay, I can see. I can see. Small well, ladder. <laughs> I'll just tip. How's tip that? Down. Does that work? Now can you see? Yeah, I'm good. I All can right. see. <laughs> so we never, again, Nico brought this up last segment. He goes, we need to go over the rules. We never went over the rules. Oh, yeah, we didn't. What um, are the rules? You know. Go. Elbow has to stay on the table. Yes. Elbow has to stay on the table. Can't use your other arm to help. Uh huh. Say that out loud. Oh, he can hear me. Never mind. Um, Can't use your other arm to help. Are we going to do the thing where we lock the hands? Because it's been a long time since I've arm wrestled anybody. Underneath? Or either that or you got to stick it in your back pocket. I think it's got to be away. Like on high level arm wrestling, I think there's like a pet, like a part of the table. It's, it's a special a table, like a handle that you hang on to. But we we don't have that, of course. All right, come on, let's just do it. You ready? ready. And then, right. but and and the judgment comes down to Michelle. Michelle's judgment completely. Like if it's close and she calls it, it's 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 her decision. Fine. That's a good unbiased opinion. Right. So now when, underneath. Now who's going Not to do like the countdown? Like this. <laughs> I've seen a thing on. Like over the top with Sylvester Stallone, where the referee puts their hand on top of your hand, and as soon as they remove their hand, that's when the the arm wrestling stops. I think you could also just say one, two, three, go. Oh, because well, of social distancing. Yeah, but do you, you, you start on three or do you start on go? Just do on your mark and set go, okay, Michelle? All right. Okay. Ow, that looked like it hurt your elbow. All right, you ready? All right. All right. 
One, two, three, go. All right, Buzz is oh, Buzz is twisting his wrist right now, trying to get a little bit it of looks the upper like hand. Nico's winning. Nico, no, no. It looks like he's trying to break Nico's wrist. <laughs> I can tell they're both turning so red right now. Oh Nico's God. wrist Breathe. looks like it's seriously gonna break. Breathe. I can't. Breathe. 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 Buzz. Okay, Buzz. Woo. Oh my god, he is so Oh my god, go get on camera. So red. He is so red right now. The camera doesn't really reflect how red Nico is right now. Both of you. No, Buzz, you're even. Oh, am I redder? Oh man. Both of you are red, and I really thought Nico's wrist was going to break right now. He got you over the top. I'm going to get my gun. You have weak wrists, Nico. The feet is just catching up, and I am seeing a little bit. Of, yeah, I got real red there. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say about me, Lisa? I thought your wrist was going to break. Your yeah. wrist was like, ah. instead of keeping your wrist firm, you I were a little limp. You were a little limp wristed. Don't. Oh my god. You were. <clears throat> Do you want to challenge again? Do you want to rematch? No. And then wax the other pit. No. Yes. Yes. We'll do it with, with our left arms, though. Yes. Okay. Opposite hands. Sure. Just please don't break anything. It's really gross. I've seen it. Yeah. I don't. I, I really thought it was. I was freaking out. Look, I won. It's over. Mm. Did you? Yes. Yeah. He okay, won. Yeah, you I mean, yeah, Michelle, yeah, you who won? Yeah, Buzz won. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah sure. Totally won. All right. Fine. I mean, in the beginning, there was a moment that it looked like Nico was winning. On my end, it did not. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't. At from no, where you were watching, no which point. was like a like a couple feet away, it looked like I had him from the from yeah. the jump. She had definitely an up close and personal view, mostly because of height restriction. But I mean, she really saw that. Okay. All right. Thank yeah, you, she Michelle. was eye level with the hands. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. No problem. We'll let you get back over to uh, Kiss FM. <laughs> Make sure those imagined dragons run on schedule. Okay? <laughs> 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 All right, I guess the, she's a sweet kid. The old silverback gorilla. She has the driest sense of humor, and that's what I fully appreciate about her. Buzz, you, you were full of vigor, vim and vigor right now. Uh huh. Yeah, I could tell you that you you did not want to lose at all. You did not want to be the old man. I, you challenged me. I had to. Yeah, I thought I had to put you in your place. Now, are you feeling a little bit more confident about hitting eighty miles per hour on the uh, hey. the old speed gun? No, that was mostly just bull on my part. <laughs> <laughs> I want to read some of the comments here. Uh, somebody says, "No fair." Both need to be sitting or standing. They were both standing. They, you were standing, and he was standing. I think it's because Buzz was leaning down more and mm-hmm. on the camera may have looked like he was sitting. Oh, yeah, no, they were both standing. <laughs> I'm not 60 years old, so... Off. <laughs> Nico sucks. He got beat by a 60-year-old. I'm not 60. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says that went so fast. Not really. No, I mean, it didn't. It, it, no, He put up risk. a struggle. I'll, I'll put that I to I sh- him. I, I mean, think I was standing taller than you were. <sighs> I think you're coming up with excuses, bro. Yeah, that too. Yeah, have to be. Well, I don't think getting your underarms waxed is such a bad deal. It seems like with all this high temperatures and, you know, stifling heat, it it might be a good thing. Well, thanks for looking out for me. (laughs) (laughs) Now the next competition, fencing. Yeah. That sounds, but I I wouldn't do a competition. I, I would probably suck at it, but I would do it for fun. I go to a class think, like and learn. Oh how to, yeah, totally. Do you think any of us could even get a point on you, Nico? Uh, sure. I, I don't think it's hard to 
to just get lucky ones. Yeah. Randomly just start swinging. Yeah, to really just swing. <laughs> or I just throw the thing at you. Hey, what front. made you interested in fencing? Like, you must have seen something and it really... My brother did it before it, I did. So, I But just, it wasn't like, oh, I like the lightsaber fights. I, yeah, I love sword fighting and just anything with swords. I, Do I, you I, have uh, like a top three favorite sword fighting scenes from movies? Because I definitely do. Yeah, I, I Rob was, Roy. Rob yeah. freaking Roy. Um, I was a say great duel. The Princess Bride. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. actually, my, my first Hey, coaches, those things that they're mentioning, I noticed you are using, you know, whatever they're saying. Are those actual fencing terms? Those are older terms that were more related to the combat of fencing as opposed to sport fencing. Oh, is, like back in the days when Florida yeah. and Gilder were actual why little countries. Why didn't you do <laughs> combat fencing? Well, because I was seven. Oh, <laughs> when I started. Wait, what is combat fencing? Well, that's to kill, you know, to, to actually. So why didn't you do it? They, yeah. they don't do that. That's not around anymore. Oh, that's it's not like a professional. Art. Parents didn't want to sacrifice you, huh? You know, my problem uh, with Olympic fencing is that it, it's basically lunging and stabbing. I think it would be a lot. It's not as interesting as a sword fight like in the movies because y- you want to stab the other person while also managing not to get stabbed yourself so those like are the when, two main points yeah when somebody the way it works in the olympics somebody's the point of their epe 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 touches the other person a fraction of a second before the other person's and it's like well that's not how you would sword fight somebody if you're fighting for your life well if you're fighting for your life the person to hit you a fraction of a second before you would would be the winner you would kill the other person if you were a fraction of a second faster. Yeah, but you would also probably carry through with yours and stab the other person. I'm saying Maybe. there would be a. It would be very different if you were sure. fighting somebody who was trying to kill you. Yes, yes, it would be. Well, they should do that. You Not know, kill them, but make it more like that. Because I thought the whole fencing thing in the Olympics was like sp- way more boring than sword fighting in the movies. <laughs> it's a sport. It's supposed to be like boring. Some, yeah, it's supposed really? to be boring. Yeah. I think other sports no, it's try and to make things that, more more exciting. That your athletic uh, ability yeah, really just, shows off. Like, yeah, you're you're bending your legs, you're squatting for over 15 minutes, and lunging and. I'd be a lot dancing. more interested if it were more like a sword fight in Rob Roy, where you can move circular as opposed to in a line, because that's all fencing is is moving in a line. Oh, you're not allowed to start. Yeah. yeah. And they also had to put like a staircase, <laughs> you know, that you can go up and fight on that. Chandelier you can swing Yeah, yeah, up. yeah, definitely. Nice. Now you're talking. I'd watch that. that. Right. That's yeah. way better than just doing it on a mat in that's a couple like of jumpsuits and a beekeeper fence. helmet. Yeah, that's parkour fencing where you have to like twirl around things and jump off of now ledges. Now that would be a big hit. I mean, they do have fans, that new show, The Extreme Tag. Maybe they did extreme fencing. And that's what it was. And it was just, you know, it was in a room with a staircase and furniture and a chandelier. They had a season on History Channel, and I watched the, every episode. And it was, I forget what it was called, but it was people dressed in armor, like from the Middle Ages, fighting oh, yeah. each other with weapons. So they were, they were heavily armed and, uh, or heavily armored and padded. And then they might have like a flail. You know, which is a, a mace on the end of a mm-hmm. stick, and the other guy might have a sword or whatever, and they fought each other. Yeah, I like this. Did you ever see that? I can't remember what it's called. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. And it's not LARPing. No, they're hitting each other, and these, these guys actually, ex- you know, you got to be, if not in good shape, you, you have to be athletic, and you have to have a lot of endurance. 
for the most part. Brandon, did you ever catch this? What the hell was it called? Somebody in the chat I is going to tell me I what did. it's called. Like it then they familiar. would have a melee round where they'd have like five people in and they're all fighting. You just decide who you're going to hit and whatever. God, what was that called? Battle Night? What does that sound familiar? Uh, I'm drawing a blank. Somebody must have seen it. I think it was on History. It's not like we don't have Google. Um... Rudy wants to know, is lightsaber fighting considered sword fighting? Hmm. Yeah, to me, it is. Uh, sure. I, I <laughs> know some that, good stuff. Uh, they have introduced it as a, a sport in some places. Um, the, the, well, wait uh, a minute. You know the lightsabers don't. don't there, there aren't actually lightsabers. There, there's like a federation that controls like fencing globally, and it's called the FIE. It's in France. And they actually allowed lightsabers to be a part of the sport of fencing. Oh, yeah. What? Recently, yeah. Quidditch lightsabers don't sport. exist. Yeah, no, I know. They're just the, the, the fake ones that light up. and Oh, they, like the ones that I have. That, yeah, exactly. You could be a competitive you athlete. Be a competitive <laughs> Jedi. <laughs> Finally, your robes would come in handy. Could you show up with like a Darth Maul <laughs> lightsaber bow staff? Super cool. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. We have a caller, but let me just reset the conversation. Lisa, you said that now, who's making the recommendation that you should serve or you should tip uh, 50% on a carryout It's order? a restaurant and food blog called Grub Street, and they're saying 50% during the pandemic. Uh, okay. That seems a little a little high for me. <laughs> I mean, it would probably result in the... See it? No. I'll just, I'll just heat up something at home. We've got Mike on the line. Uh, hi, Mike. Hey, Buzz. How's it going? Good. I see here it says you've been in the service industry for 20 years. Yeah, just about. Just so about. you know everything of which you speak. Everything. All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, does that seem like a little too much? I mean, I, I got carry out and I, I, boy, I thought I was doing good. And it, judging from the reaction, it looked like they were almost a little surprised that anybody tipped on a carry out order. But it was nowhere near 50%. It was more like 10%. Uh, no, yeah, absolutely. I think, uh, well, in my experience, you know, for the most part, carryouts are, are normally something that's not tipped in general. Um, in my experience, I'd say nine out of ten carryout orders um, don't get tips on them. So I think any tip on a, on a carryout order is going to be um, an extra little bonus for that employee. Um, but I think at 50%, it's, it's definitely, uh, that, that's asking definitely a lot. I can probably understand where they're coming from because in the restaurant business, obviously in Texas, you're only getting paid two thirteen an hour as a tipped employee. So, Mike, do you have any insight uh, about, for instance, we're in, in El Paso, like how El Paso stacks up as a tipping town is, because uh, well, I've, I've heard yeah. from servers before that you don't, you don't get tipped as much in El Paso as you might in similar sized cities elsewhere. That that I that, that I can agree with. Um, I've uh, worked in restaurants in Arizona, and I've worked in restaurants in Michigan. And um, ranking El Paso from the other cities that I've lived in and worked in, uh, it, it would definitely be towards towards the. Uh, the, the more frugal side, I guess you could say. More um, frugal on the tipping. All right. That's yeah, a so, um, diplomatic yeah. way of saying it, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'm a restaurant manager. I got to be a diplomatic. <laughs> this is my life now. Um, but, yeah, I think in Arizona, I think the average, uh, from, from my experience, is around 
Um, in Michigan, it was around like around 18 to 20 percent. In El Paso, it's more around you know 15 percent. Um, I think the golden rule for the longest time has been like 15 percent. You know, if it's a 20 dollar bill, you get three dollars on your tab on your tip. If it's a 40 dollar bill, you get six dollars. Um, that's been kind of like the yeah 15 the general rule. 15 like to 20. Get, um, yeah, you get the sales tax and you times it times two, and that's your tip. Um, that's that's also another common mm-hmm. little rule that that I've seen people use. But uh, but asking for fifty percent is, is way too much. Um, I think in a town, uh, since we're talking about El Paso, where it, you know it's it's hard to get people to tip, or it's less common for people mm-hmm. to tip at all. That that is too much of an ask. I mean, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> just, no. Yeah. Absolutely. I can see where they're coming from asking for fifty percent. I mean, a lot of restaurants, and I'm, I'm maybe even if you know the mayor decides to shut down to take out only two with all these cases spiking up the past uh, the past week or so if they go back to take out only like all these servers who are used to having a certain amount of income are going to get cut their income mm-hmm. drastically from what they're normally making so i mean i don't it's not fair to the consumer to make up for that loss in business because of of, of the pandemic that's going on maybe but, they're just throwing 50 percent out there to to make people you know how you negotiate it's like yeah, hey we'd yeah, like to get 50 percent, and then people say all right listen i'll do 30 can I get oh, you yeah. to agree on 45? And then you meet somewhere in the middle on it, I guess. Yeah. And I think that, I mean, there's even, I didn't even tell you guys this, but they said, ideally, if you can, you could even do a 75%. And I'm like, okay, that, <laughs> I'm like that, all well, right. Well, 100. Or, you know, you hear stories every now and then about a celebrity or some, somebody right. who's got a lot of money leaving $500 on a on a $20. Yeah, sure. If, you know, if, if, you if you're feeling generous, by all means, do that. Exactly. I mean, these and people do happen. work. Your, yeah. your employees work hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. That, that does happen. They, they they have, I mean, I just want, like, the, the guests that, that and come in to all these restaurants, like, they don't understand, like, with all the extra rules and regulations now that servers have to clean and sanitize the tables, yeah. you have to yeah. purchase masks, you have to purchase extra paper goods, paper silverware, and all these things that we don't normally incur costs for. I so guess. It, yeah. So, I mean, just a, a little extra would help. I'm not saying to double that tip, but, you know, a couple extra bucks here and there. Absolutely. You know, hey, okay. we know you we know you're putting yourselves at risk because, you know, we can't force people to um, take their temperature. Hey, you need a mask. You know, you, uh, if you're over ninety nine point one degrees, you can't come in. They're, most businesses aren't going to turn someone away like that because yeah. they want to make that money. But, you know, so it, uh, a little extra always goes a long way. I would say even like 25 percent, you know, or an extra one or two dollars on top of what you would normally tip would be a, a great gesture. But I, I, I would say asking for 50 percent a little overboard. Yep. All right. Thanks, Mike. I appreciate the call. For thanks, bud. Let's right. thanks. Bye. Take care. Let's talk to Sabrina. And Sabrina uh, also has experience in the service industry. Hi, Sabrina. Hi. How are y'all? Doing good. Um you know, I, I like I say, I, I got to carry out orders. So you do the transaction, you know, you, right. they run the card and, it, you know, it, you could have since I used a card, I could have written in the tip on the on the thing. But I I had a five and I'm like, well, you know, here's here's five bucks. I, I walked out of there feeling like I was pretty generous. And then I hear from Sanchez that I should have tipped closer to 30. <laughs> well, see, well, see, the way it is right now, uh, I was working 40 hours a week, but since uh, we got back to, you know, set it back to fifty percent occupancy. Yep. All of our all of our hours got cut. We're down to fifteen to twenty hours a week, you know, and uh, a lot of us are only getting paid two dollars and fifteen cents an hour mm-hmm. to even do takeout orders and see every every order we put under our number 
um, the taxes for that. So say it was a $20 ticket and it was, what, $2 in taxes? That's $2 in taxes we pay for that's to the IRS. Mm-hmm. That's how they That's how they do the whole factoring of everything. And so that's why they say they recommend it to be 15%. And, um, but see, it just depends. Like Olive Garden, I'm pretty sure it was a hostess who's getting paid 8 to $9 an hour to that order. But uh, like where I work at the mom and pop shop, we're all getting paid $2 an hour and fighting for every table we can get. And so $5 was pretty, it's, it's generous for a takeout. But, you know, it's, oh man, it's so hard right now. It's See, so I, I would think if I'm, if I'm going to tip, you know, if I'm tipping anything, which I, I definitely am because mm-hmm. uh, I, I haven't been hit financially by this and I know that the that other people have. Right. So, you know, I just feel like it's good citizenship to, to yeah. tip more than I normally mm-hmm. uh, would, mm-hmm. but I'm not ostentatious uh, either. Right. I know that the fifty recommended fifty percent to seventy five. I don't know who wrote that, but they just need to stop. Well, it's somebody who has a restaurant blog. I thought I thought maybe it was a an official organization, but you know, one thing, yeah. uh, Sabrina. Before you go, one thing to think of is also customers might uh, be under some kind of financial setback. Absolutely, and there might be a case where it's like, well. I really can't afford to go out and eat, so we're going to do it right. as this one special occasion. And mm-hmm. I certainly can't afford to pay an extra 50% on top of the one treat where I'm going to get carry out for my family right. because our, our income is, has been truncated as well. Yeah. All right. It's tough for everybody. Uh, the yeah. folks who work in the restaurant industry, I, I think they ha- have really risen to the top of this. And just the fact that... They have to wear, you know, all the different things. They're wearing the mask. They're, oh, the pain. Yeah, they're it's making less pain. money. <laughs> then okay, you hear horror stories about them having to deal with difficult customers. So all that stuff combined just makes me feel like since I can, I, I will. Uh, you know what? I'll I'll, yeah. I'll definitely up it. But to be honest, I'm not I'm not going 50 <laughs> no, percent. All right. That's all right. So Sabrina. Thank you, so much. thank you. Thanks for the call. Um, I right, no appreciate problem. it. Bye. Let's do uh, one more call here. It's Backstage John. Hey, John, how you doing? Morning, brother. Still struggling with that damn puzzle. (laughs) (laughs) You started it a week ago, didn't you, John? I know, man, but the the trouble is all the pieces are identical. Like what is the picture of? It's all black. Uh, No, it's uh, like a picnic basket with sunflowers and strawberries and grapes and... It's a good picture. It's the the problem is the the pieces are all identical. Well, do you have jeweler's glasses or a magnifying glass? Because I do. That's what Buzz uses. <laughs> Actually, I'm about to resort to my magnifying glass. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the, I was going to weigh in on on this discussion today, and uh, my first point is that it started with uh, you talking about taking getting takeout. Yep. You know. Well, you know. Uh, First of all, well, let me let me backtrack a little. The the fifty percent is a recommendation, not a requirement. So you don't really have to stop 
uh, doing takeout just because they, they're asking for that. Yeah, my concern, have- though, is that somebody might hear that or read that and think, oh, my God, if I go and I don't tip 50 percent, are they going to be whispering about what a cheap ass I am? You know, I, I don't want to discourage people because it's really crucial, you know, to these yeah. businesses that people do use the business. And I, I just think 50 yeah. percent is kind of a turnoff for a lot of people. Well, yeah, it is. It, it, it's a bit steep, you know, but. Uh, you know, right now, those people are in dire need. If you could uh, do it without feeling feeling it, you know, hitch in, in your own wallet, uh, yeah, by all means. I mean, if people want to be generous, it, please be generous. Yes, and it's, and it's as, I, as I said before, it's not a requirement. It's just a recommendation. The other thing I wanted to say was that that person carrying out your your order, as the young lady just said, it was probably a hostess making a, little, a few more bucks. But that tip is not going to her just to her i'm sure it's going into a pool uh, yeah. that's what i hope and that's what i assumed was the guys in the back who boxed it up oh, and the people who yeah, cooked no, it and the people who boxers, you know not just the people that boxed it up what about the cook what mm-hmm. about the dishwasher mm-hmm. you know all those people and you forget sometimes no. that they do pool all of their tips. I think sabrina had said well she assumes that since it's a big chain like an olive garden that the hostess got got all the tip but but even but, then you still have what's called tip out at the end of the night so for when I worked at a, a chain restaurant it was we had to tip out the hostess you had to tip out the bartender and you had to tip out your expo and then what you could do on top of it if you wanted to like if you got a lot of help that day from a dishwasher or a lot of help that day from the cook you could tip out them on top of it so whatever you made you're the one that you get taxed on it because you're the one who made those tips but you're still having to tip out all of those people all right, John. Uh, good luck uh, on that puzzle. Let me know how. Well, thanks, let me know how it progresses. One last. Yes, sir. We need to remember that a lot of those restaurants and the people that work in those restaurants are providing countless meals for of uh, first. Um, what do you call them? First, first responders, responders frontline front, front workers, workers yeah. and what have you. And they're not complaining. Yeah. No, the restaurants, my experiences with restaurants have have been 100 percent positive. And I'll tell you this, after hearing the thing where it's like 50 percent, I probably won't tip 50 percent. But on that same bill, if I did the same thing, I might go a 10 instead of a five, (laughs) you know, just because it's kind of like, so it has nudged me uh, in the right direction. All right. Very good. Thank you. Thanks, John. My best (laughs) to you. All right. We'll see you. Thank you. Any update on uh, Naya Rivera? from Glee, who went missing uh, from a boat, and her four-year-old son was found drifting alone in the boat, and the son told uh, the people who found him that his mommy went in the water and didn't come back out, so I I mean, everybody's hoping that she turns up alive, but it doesn't sound like they have much hope. They think she drowned, and they're looking for the body. Has there been any update on that? Uh, the, latest, the latest update we got was from an hour ago from the Venturi County Sheriff just saying that they are continuing um, with the search this morning. They say the lake is closed to the public while the search operations are continuing. Dive teams uh, from throughout the Southern California region are assisting um, in the search. But as of right now, um, they have not been able to. Uh, the Ventura County has put up a video of them and the continued search but as of right now no there has been uh, no nothing found i don't know if uh, steve kablowitz has joined us yet or not steve are you there if he is there he'd be uh, from home but he would seem very interested in your challenge you said you could definitely beat me in arm wrestling yeah i thought i could absolutely beat you uh-huh. 
You're girthy, man. Well, you gotta- let's let's hold. Let's not reveal it just in case Cap joins us because we we did it earlier. We already did the contest. Uh, and if Cap is going to be on with us this hour, we'll talk to him first and play it back. Cappy's on right now. Hey, Cap. Good morning. Good morning. Hey there. We're going to talk a, a little uh, professional soccer, and then. I thought I would just play the action from our arm wrestling match, which we had earlier today. Fantastic. I, you were, way, were you listening earlier? Interview, mm. um, it's not, just so you know, and, and you probably know this anyway, but I want to make sure just because it's you, it's not the locomotives, like plural. It's <laughs> locomotive. So One. just to make sure when you're interviewing Andrew, you got it I'm right. I'm sure that I said it the right way. Well, I, I know, but... The El Paso locomotive. There you go. But you've also called KROD, Team 600, Oldies, and, 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 you know, you do that a lot. So I just... That's because you change your name audience. every week. We haven't changed I mean, you've gone through so many years. name Come changes. On. The locomotive have only been the locomotive. I think you're underestimating. That's correct. Yeah. I just... I'm worried about you. So I'm just, I'm just looking out for well, you. Well, guess what? Andrew Forrest is the locomotive's general... <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was just... <laughs> <laughs> I was just kidding. Well, and, but if you're talking about possessive, isn't it? He is their general manager. He's the locomotive's work. GM. General manager. Hello, Andrew. How's it going? Doing good. Um, so there ha- have been some updates just this week. There's been a change, uh, at least for two games. So uh, fans are not going to attend the first uh, two games that the locomotive have in town, correct? That is correct. Okay. Originally, what was the plan uh, up until that point? Uh, like some kind of percentage of capacity or something? Yeah, we had a, a sport exemption from the, the governor's office and we were working with the city and we were looking at around 24 to 2500 which would be about 20 to 25 percent somewhere in there um, but we just felt that with the, the surge in Texas and specifically in El Paso that it would just made a little bit more sense to to go with no fans and and reevaluate in, in seven to ten days to see if we could get fans back in for potentially our third game on uh, on the 24th okay so, so this, this the final decision was internal then Yes, yes, it was a decision that we made. Okay. Uh, the third game is going to be when, uh, Andrew, so we can you know, mark yeah. it on the calendar? Friday, July 24th at 7.30. We're playing our, our, our arch rivals, New Mexico United. Um, and the hope is that we'll be able to have fans for that game. That is the plan as of now. What is the uh, – do you have a, a, a timeline in mind for, for when you might make that decision about the third game? Yeah, I think we're, we're looking at, at late next week, potentially Thursday, Friday next week. We're going to need to make a decision for a variety of factors, staffing, um, you know, just uh, the ability to get tickets out if we're, if we're able to, to have people in the building and, and how people can get those tickets. So I would suspect late next week, uh, again, Thursday or Friday, we'll, we'll definitely be making that announcement. Okay. All right. We'll keep an ear to the ground uh, for that. How about the practices and the team? Uh, tell me, Talk a little bit about... Uh, some of the challenges and what what's been accomplished here, getting gearing up for the new season. Yeah, it's tough. We have basically had a had a great preseason with seven or eight different friendlies, and then we went into the first. We actually played the first game of the year, and then uh, on that Saturday, and then that Thursday, more or less, the world shut down. So the guys had been fairly inactive, working out on their own, of course, but not quite the same thing for three and a half months or so, and then ramping back up into individual uh, training sessions then small groups of four then groups of 10 with no contact um, and we've really only had two and a half 
it'll only be three weeks of, of full contact with the entire team together in one spot at one time. No preseason games. So, so fitness is going to be uh, going to be an issue for everybody, and it's going to be an issue for us. Uh, so that's that's going to be something that's a little bit different. And uh, the ability to not to not test yourself against a different team is is also a different preseason approach, of course. So that's those are two two things that you know every every team is feeling that, but it's going to make uh, you know fatigue's going to be a factor. I suspect the second half of, of each game is it's going to get a little more wide open and uh, a little more probably some more goals and and you know it could be exciting for the fans, but but for the guys, uh, fitness and lack of uh, you know diversified competition are, are going to be tough. What's the makeup of the roster like as to how many international players and how many uh, how many uh, American players are, are on this year's lineup? Yeah, we've got guys from all over the all over the world, all over the country, and we actually have four local guys. Um, so we have a, we have a very diverse lineup. We've got you know countries like Ireland, Scotland, Belgium, France represented. From Europe, we've got again. I mentioned the four guys, uh, most notably Omar Salgado, uh, the local boys. We've got um, Aaron Gomez, who's on loan from uh, Bravos, and we just signed Peter Borelli, who was uh, the face and captain of the uh, Bravos for four or five years when they were in second division in Mexico. So we've got quite a quite a diversified uh, team, guys from everywhere, guys that have played in MLS, guys that have played for their national teams, their junior national teams. So it's a it's a competitive and mature team that's been around in and seen some things. We've got a guy that played in La Liga, which is the highest level in Spain, a guy that, that spent some time in the English Premier League, which is probably the best league in the world. So we've got talent from literally all corners of the globe. Has the international nature of, of your sport uh, been a challenge? Uh, if it has been a challenge, it's one you've, you've risen to, but the fact that uh, players have to come in from other countries and you know uh, find lodging and things like that, it seems like it would be uh, just an added challenge. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely not the easiest route. Uh, you know, I suppose in a, in a world where easy would be the, the thing to do, you just have a bunch of Americans that speak English, I guess, but, you know, we, we embrace the diversity. It's, uh, it's obviously a very multicultural city, um, Spanish being very prevalent and we, uh, we use that to our advantage. It's a, it's a great place to, to come live, work and play. Um, but you know, a lot of the guys learn English. They, they work really hard to, to learn some words and key phrases. Um, we obviously help them with lodging. We have some, even some players that are, um, some international men that, uh, that like to help out and help them. We've got, you know, everyone helping with their visa so it's a it's as seamless and easy as it can be to move internationally obviously that's a big uh that's a big ask and a big step but these these guys are used to doing that and and we try to make it as easy and painless as possible and you know we want we encourage them to bring their families and and uh and settle in and make this home is that what usually happens they they end up residing here around the year or they play the season and and then return return home when the season's over it's a, it's a pretty long season. I mean, with preseason to the end of the season, it can be 10, 10 and a half months. So, so they, they usually, you know, assuming they have a, a multiple-year deal, they, they'll still live here. Uh, they may go home for, for a month or something like that yeah. for Christmas and to see family. And, but then they're, they're back early January to get back on it. So, yeah, I would say that they're, they're permanent residents as, as much as a professional athlete can have a permanent residence. Uh, when they're with us, they, they live here. Absolutely. This is Andrew Forrest. He is the locomotive uh, GM. Tell us a little bit about uh, your background. Uh, where are you from? What's your connection to the sport of, of soccer? Sure, sure. I'm originally from Southern Virginia, um, right outside of Virginia Tech. It's usually a place people have heard of. 
Um, spent most of my life in Virginia, graduated, uh, played college soccer, graduated from James Madison, and then the uh, whirlwind tour started living in Baltimore, Dallas, Minneapolis, um, Greensboro, San Antonio. I uh, actually lived internationally in Edmonton for six months, so I, I do know what it's like to, uh, to be told to leave the country. If you don't come back with the proper documentation, uh, you won't be able to get in. So were, you, was, uh, were you an athlete when you were no, living no, in all these well, places? No, no, this was all uh, front office. They helped start. These are all working for the front offices of, of pro soccer teams. So I see. I this is actually uh, Locomotive, the third team, third pro team in, in second division soccer that I've helped start, um, which is, which is you know, a, a very unique experience to to be able to do. They always say in sports, there's three things you want to do. You want to start, you know, if, you, if you're lucky enough, you get to start a new team, open a new building, and win a championship. And I've luckily been able to do uh, all three to this point in my career. So, um, but I'm, I've been in El Paso a little over two years. I love, love every second of it. And I think we're building a great culture, um, you know, building our fan base. And, and, you know, hopefully there's some listeners out there that are maybe hearing about us for the first time and, and are, are intrigued to learn a little bit more. And we play this Saturday, and we'll be on ESPN Plus as well as locally on the CW. So we hope everybody can tune in. All right, can Steve? Uh, I don't know if Steve's still on the line. Steve, can you tell me how where how w- would I go to the CW if I wanted to watch the game? There's different ways. Okay, you can either do it through. I can, I can, and, if he's not online, I can tell you that it's it's part of every cable provider's package as well as it's on over-the-air cable. So if you don't have a cable package like Directv, and you just have the, the over-the-air antenna, it's, it's a basic channel that, that everybody gets. Um, so I, I don't know the numbers per se, but it is there, and, and hopefully you can find it. You know what? I, and you, Steve, you know who the voice of the locomotive is? Is it Duke? That's Duke, Duke baby. Duke, yeah. Duke Keith? Oh, my. Um, <laughs> so um, Andrew can't hear Steve, but, yeah, Steve's on the line. So, Steve, did you did you have anything to add to what, what Andrew said? Yeah, you need to, since Andrew can't hear me, you got to ask him about the uh, Cardboard Conductor Program, which is a way that fans can actually have their images on a cardboard cutout placed inside right. Southwest University Park. Okay, uh, Steve is uh, saying, Andrew, tell us about the Cardboard Cutout. Sure. Uh, uh, cardboard Conductor. Cardboard Conductor. Yeah, tell me what that is. Yeah, uh, I, we'll call it the Cutout Conductor because it's, it's, it's technically chloroplast. It's not cardboard, but... Uh, we saw this, one of our account executives saw this um, in, in Germany. This was something where they couldn't have fans in a stand, so um, they asked their fans to submit a picture of themselves. And they, they created a, you know, a three, four foot tall by two foot wide um, picture of them that they then put in the stands, in the seat. Uh, so it looked like that there were, there were fans in the stands. And in our rendition of that is um, on our website, you can go and do one, one through four or five. And uh, you'll get that likeness in the stadium for the game, uh, all all home games Saturday and Wednesday specifically. Will uh, and then for the rest of the season. And then we'll also for 2021, we'll donate part of the proceeds towards a, a frontline workers fund that we'll uh, use to bring people out, bring them out to a game. As well as at the end of the season, we'll have a player sign it, and you'll be able to come pick it up and put it in your man cave, put it in your garage, put it in your room, uh, wherever you'd like to have it. So it's a it's a fun little. Uh, program that we put together that we thought uh, fans would enjoy, and, and as as of now, uh, we've we've seen some really good success. And and uh, you know, if you go to eplocomotivefc.com, there's more information there. And and we encourage anyone, season ticket member or just a fan in general, it's open to all. And and we'll look to to, to put those in, in section 105, 106 for this first game, and so they can make their appearance on TV. 
Could I pay a little extra so that somebody could make sure that my that my my cutout doesn't get defaced because I think people be just drawing like obscene stuff on my face yeah, and we, stuff. If, we, if you pay a little extra, we could have an armed guard stand next to it the entire time and uh, and make sure that it's. Uh it stays intact. The, the, the temptation would be too great for a lot of people just to, <laughs> you know, you can imagine where this would go. All right. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Andrew. Good talking to you. And, uh, you know, hopefully next week, Thursday or Friday next week, we'll find out if that game three is going to have fans in attendance or not. Absolutely. We'd love nothing more than to get to get the fans in there, but, but we just want to be safe and uh, be diligent. But I appreciate the time, and uh, thank you again for having me on the show. All right. Thanks, Andrew. There is Andrew Forrest, uh, general manager of the locomotive. It sounds like he's kind of like a specialty guy that goes in and gets uh, soccer franchises up and running mm-hmm. in all those places that he mentioned he'd been. Steve, you going to have a cutout of your face at the at the soccer game? I'm actually working on trying to get a cutout of Joel's face ah. at the uh, soccer game because I think that uh, at the end of the year, if it'll be signed by a player and returned and being used, that'd be a cool thing to hang in his room. You know, I just wanted to ask about the, you know, making sure nobody gets close to my cutout with a Sharpie because a few years yeah, back. really worried about that. They wanted me well, to have like a, off, like a bus bench ad, and I, I said, no way. And they said, why not? I said, because within 24 hours, there'll be somebody will have drawn like a like a dong mm-hmm. and balls on my face or whatever. So. Classic dong. Hey, do you, think, do you think the radio station would foot the bill and have the entire morning show like, um, you know, cutouts together so it's like you're all there together? Yes! The <laughs> foot the bill. That's- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a great joke, Steve. Because let's be, let's be honest. I mean, it's not, you know, when, it is. It's relatively very inexpensive, but oh, maybe actually, maybe Buzz, you know, you make enough money. You could do it. It's not not going to cost you a fortune. I just found out I have to I have to tip 50% when I get carry out. So, you know. What? My, that Lisa said if you get carry out that there's a, there's a restaurant group that says you should really be tipping 50%. I love how you say 50%. Lisa says it was a news story. That Lisa said in a news story that this you. group. Who who was the group? It was, it was just a, a, a blog. Like a, yeah, it's like a food, uh, a, a restaurant and food blog that they did uh, was saying 50%. that. Yeah, they're saying that you should be tipping uh, 50% and if you can tip more. But we had a lot of uh, restaurant workers who called in and said, I mean. It's not le- realistic for El Paso. Yeah, they said, but they said at least tip 20% right now. Can you tip your nurses and EMTs too? I try, you know who I gifts. tried to tip the other day, and they turned it down. And these uh, these kids are really on the ball. And I was just like, "Hey, do you, uh, am I allowed to to tip?" And they said, "No, you're not allowed to." Who was that? Chick Fil A. Ah, I mean, they really have it down. You do not. No matter how long the line looks, you're in and out of there before you know it. Mm-hmm. And the kids are always really friendly. And I just wanted to tip a couple bucks, and they said they're not allowed to take tips. So. Why wouldn't they be, though? I mean, if you're talking about tipping people for putting your food together and handing it to you, isn't that basically what they do when you go through a drive-thru? I think it's more about maintaining a a sense of professionalism. And um, I don't know. I know, like, when I was an EMT, we weren't allowed to take tips either. (laughs) (laughs) And old ladies would definitely try and tip you. (laughs) Here, let me give you a hard candy for giving me a, an emergency tracheotomy. <laughs> Such a nice boy. We just heard back from our boss. He says, Steve, get it and trade. <laughs> yeah, I told you. I could have predicted that. It's $110 that. for four cutouts. 
Once again, Steve, get it in trade. Yeah, there you go. I'll do it. I'll see what I can do. And oh, by the Buzz way, will do all it? The money, all the money raised goes to COVID-19 relief. So the money actually goes to charity oh, good. for this. Do you want to hear the outcome of our arm wrestling match? <gasps> oh, I, th- this is big news. Yes, I do. We already did it, but just so for the excitement, we thought we would play it back the action for you. Once again, who, who did you predict would be the winner? Well, I sided with my son on this, and he was really concerned about you losing and getting waxed. So I went with you on this one just from sheer experience and, and, and the years I've known you. All right. Uh, I don't know if Steve will be able to hear the audio or not. I should. Well, we don't have it anyway, so. Oh, yeah, I haven't had time. I'm doing like four other things. Yeah, Brian's real busy. I haven't had a chance to get it yet. Oh, I thought you told me. No, that you'd have. I was trying to get Andrew on the line. Oh, okay. All right. Well, how about we take a break and then when we come back, yeah, maybe we'll see. All right, we'll see if you can hear it. <laughs> no, it'll be ready by then. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back and uh, find out how the arm wrestling match. Who's going to have to get their underarm hair waxed tomorrow on the air? Uh, if you didn't hear it earlier in the show, we'll we got a little playback uh, coming up. It's going to be. All new for Kaplowitz and and for anybody who didn't hear a couple hours ago when we actually arm wrestled. Then we did a we thumb wrestled, which we didn't do that while while it was on, but we had the camera on, so yeah. people saw us thumb wrestling. Uh, so let's take a break. We'll come back and much more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show for your Thursday is on the way right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. Nico, what possessed you to challenge me out of the blue to arm wrestling? It wasn't out of the blue. There was a news story about a man who lost a, a arm wrestling match to his son, I guess, and he got real upset and started shooting. Uh, true crime report. So yeah. I figured you would be that type of person that if that you I lost, would get so upset, get that, very upset that I would shoot into the ceiling. Yeah. And also, you're not the most healthy person in the world, so I thought I, I would have some. Never made the claim that I was. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Steve, you listening? Here, pal. All right, let's hear uh, the action. It's not all that long, so, you know, you don't want to miss no, it any p- of it. It picks up straight from the countdown, and you do have to listen carefully at the end for the winner because it's Michelle, who's naturally quiet anyway, and everybody else is yelling over the top of her. <laughs> so no, just I listen. A There's a pandemonium a going on, yeah. <laughs> If I watch this on the Facebook feed, will I see the video no. of the action, or is this strictly audio? This is only? just audio. This is strictly audio. Okay. That's what, what do you think we are, professional? Come on. <laughs> no, I, I guess just, maybe just we could post the so video. We it. could post the video later. Nobody at, recorded it. Well, it it was what? on the stream. How did? Why didn't M- Michelle didn't record it? I literally said, "Why don't you guys have Michelle record it while she's in there?" And then nobody told her. <laughs> Oh. I just assumed it was all being recorded because there are like 20 cameras on me at all time. Nope. Oh, okay. Those are just to tell us if you're picking your nose. Yeah, yeah I see. Great, there's no evidence. All right, let's hear it. Are you ready? Here we go. Yep. One, two, three, go. All right, Buzz is, oh, Buzz is twisting his wrist right now, trying to get a little bit it of the upper like hand. Nico's winning? Nico, no, no. It looks like he's trying to break Nico's wrist. <laughs> I can tell they're both turning so red right now. Oh Nico's God. wrist Breathe. looks like it's seriously going to break. I can't. Oh. 
Buzz. Okay, Buzz. Oh my God. He is so Oh my God. Go get on camera. So red. Go get on camera. He is so red right now. The camera doesn't really reflect how red Nico is right now. Both of you. No, Buzz, you're even. Oh, am I redder? Oh, man. Both of you are red, and I really thought Nico's wrist was going to break right now. There you go. Did you hear it? Did you pick it up there, Cappy? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who was and, and the person screaming like uh, was Buzz? That was that was Buzz yelling. I, I think we were recall. both yelling. Yeah, I think we were both pretty jazzed up. Buzz has a very strong wrist. It's almost it's almost a thick. Like I'm not even sure he has well, a wrist. The first thing, it's forearm and then hand. Your wrist, you, like you you broke at the wrist. So then I was like, it was almost like pulling something by a rope because you. <laughs> and I, I I keep my wrist very. Yeah, like all one piece because you know? it's, it's very thick. You're, you're you have a very chunky hand. Well, yours is you're kind of limp wristed. <laughs> well, I mean that that just kind of like immediately your wrist went back into now, that position. You know, there was a lot of to me like there was a lot of physics match issues. About twenty five seconds, twenty five seconds or thirty seconds on this arm wrestling match total. Yeah, was that about right? What's that now? The total length of just, you guys yeah. doing it. 15 say I don't know, 20 yeah, seconds? That's about 20 like seconds. That. Yeah. So... Was I stronger than you thought I yes. was? You have old man strength. You have, like... It's called country strength. Cr- country strength, whatever it is. Like, you're the type of dad that would sit on their kid. While you were going to the mall and riding in cars, I was out hauling hay. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I thought I was in better shape than you were. And this is a big wake-up call to me. I'm not sure... Arm wrestling is is the best metric to determine who's in the best shape. Based overall. on how winded and red I was, I looked like you at the end. I was pretty red too. All right, but I'm definitely. We also we also thumb wrestled, and I beat you at that. No, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, you didn't. I beat you at you thumb didn't. wrestling. Oh my no, God. because you got to one, two, three, but you didn't say pinochle after you got you to three. You don't have to say yes, pinochle. You, you go one, two, Those three. Are... I I win a thumb war. Those you say. One, two, three, four. I, I just declare a thumb, thumb war. war. No, you say one, two, three, pinochle. If what? you don't Who say. Who has heard that before? Who says that? What? It's what one, two, three, one, four. Two, three, I declare four, a thumb declare war. That's how you start. Yeah. When you pin them, you, you say. You say, I win a thumb war. Well, you didn't do that either. Yes, I did. I mean, that might be some I kind of regional you'd... variation, but definitely the way everybody Bitch. that I ever thumb wrestled heard it was you go one, two, three, pinochle. Okay, country boy. Uh, I think you should shave something, at least. Maybe get your eyebrow waxed. Why? He won. No, but yeah, I'm why talking about I... the thumb wrestle part. Uh, there was no bet on there that. There was no bet on that. Uh, we could have made a side bet. Well, you could but have, we didn't. but didn't. Yeah. Country strength. Yeah. You're a big guy. <laughs> Shouldn't have even tried. Now I got to get my armpit waxed. You know, normally, like in uh, a troop of gorillas, if the younger gorilla challenged the silverback and lost, they would have to leave and go find another group. They no. would be expelled from the troop. They wouldn't just be allowed to, to sit around and maybe not be paid attention they to? They would slink off, and if they ever wanted to get back in, they would have to go and groom the silverback that they lost to. Uh, so they can't just live like with the shame? Oh, they live with shame for sure, but it's just a matter of they have to come back and they have to almost present in a sexual manner to the... <laughs> like, there might even be some ritualistic mounting that goes on between... And I'm talking about apes, but we are apes. You know, biologically, we are a species of ape. Yeah. But, and, but that's what they would do in uh, most gorilla troops. Right. Well, I'm th- thank God we're not in that gorilla troop. <laughs> 
All right. Um, Steve, what else is uh, big in sports today? We talked a little bit about locomotive oh. soccer and that the first two games well, uh, fans are going to be able to attend. But hopefully in the third game, we won't know until next week, but hopefully the third game they will be able to have fans. What else is on your sports radar today? Huge news. Huge news. This morning, El Paso City and county health officials released an updated order which uh, now says that all school systems shall not reopen schools for on-campus face-to-face instruction until after September 7th. Now, in the same order, it says extracurricular sports and activities shall not take place until school systems reopen for on-campus instruction. What does this mean? It means that the first two weeks of the El Paso high school football season could now be in serious jeopardy since they're supposed to start August 28th with week one or zero week, and then the second week would be September 4th. Like a game in August? Yes, Oh, yeah, they always play. High school football always kicks off the last Friday. Has it always been that way? Because I... Yes. God, I'm just trying to remember. It's been a long time since high school football, but I remember practicing in August when it was hotter than... Oh, no games now. So this means that there might not, we don't even know what's going to happen. UIL hasn't said anything yet, but there are a ton of, uh, you know, El Paso games against teams in the city and out of the city now that are suddenly in jeopardy because of what went, uh, what happened this morning. So high school football could very much uh, be, you know, in, in doubt, at least to start the year for El Paso after the new uh, order was issued this morning. That's big news. I think they ought to be tied together. I mean, if you if you've made the decision in a district that it, it's too unsafe for kids to go to go on campus, I think that logically means it should be too unsafe to play a contact sport, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. You could you could use that use that logic, and not just for high school. You could you could do that for college, and you know, a lot of you know other sports out there. Absolutely. So. You know, that's the thing, too. The Ivy League yesterday already said that they will not play any fall sports in 2020. And they haven't ruled out 2021 and maybe moving football to the spring. But, uh, you know, the story is we might not see the Power Five conferences decide this until uh, the end of July. But there is that possibility there will be no college football in 2020 until uh, the start, the, you know, the spring of 2021, depending on what the Power Fives do. I think your Ivy League schools, uh, you know, have a have a history of not prioritizing sports over academics. I mean, it it seems like uh, sports as they exist in in most of NCAA don't even pretend anymore that it's like, oh, this is an activity to help keep our students ha- healthy so they can participate. It's just like, no, this makes a lot of money. Uh, we signed the kids up for a bunch of phony baloney classes and uh you know and now it's coming down to it if if you're a school and you say hey look we're not going to have any kids on campus it's all going to be on computer but everybody come out for you know the game because we got millions of dollars at stake you're just confirming kind of what everybody knew which is that college sports really doesn't have much to do with college itself that's my opinion. Well, I hear you. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, right now, I, I think, you know, UTEP and, and a lot of these smaller or our group of five schools are waiting for the power fives to decide what they're doing. Since remember, UTEP 
has a road game against Texas, which is a, over a million-dollar guarantee for the athletic department. They're getting that for that game. And then they're hosting Texas Tech. So if the Big 12 decides to uh, either cancel the, you know, the fall or postpone it till the spring, obviously that's going to impact UTEP in a huge way because uh, th- those are potential big, big money opportunities for the uh, program. So that's one of the reasons why I don't think locally UTEP or CUSA will decide anything until they see what the bigger uh, power five schools are going to do. So that's the that's the that's the rub for college. But obviously for high school, everybody's talking about now that, you know, they might not be able to play high school games until October at the earliest, because think about it. If you're not able to do anything um, on campus until after September 7th, then you can't just ramp up and play football the following week because um, you're not going to be able to be on campus. So, you know, you might not see uh, you might not be able to see games until uh, until October at the earliest. I can see some schools, you know, like places where foot, high school football is a, is like a religion. I could see, I could see some of those schools trying to make an argument that oh no, we're going to have practice, we're not going to have class, but we're going to have practice. Our football teams are going to have practice. You know, places like Midland and Plano and you know, different play you know how how people take their high school football in some of these communities in Texas, right? Yeah, but it's up to you. It's up to that's true. But again, it's up to the UIL. They're the ones that are going to have to decide. And if the UIL uh, decides after seeing these kind of ordinances, no football, then there's going to be no football. So and that's going to be the the question right now. Um, And then, you know, there's also a story today saying that uh, the Kenya Teo Independent School District is not going to pay athletics coaches their athletics stipend if the uh, high school athletic season gets canceled. And there are plenty of coaches that um, make uh, you know a good amount of money as coach that would lose that um, you know if there's no athletic competition. So that's also a big story. Well, don't a lot of coaches also teach classes? Are you, are you saying that a, yes. that a coach would, would they'll, just they'll, lose their employment? No, they'll they'll lose their they'll lose their coaching salary. So sometimes they're given an, an additional stipend as a coach, but then they're also being paid to teach. So what would happen then is they would still continue to be paid to teach, but if they had an additional amount of money that they were given as far as coaching goes, they would lose that. For Chang- at least this upcoming season. Changing gears uh, away from sports, unless unless there's something super important that we haven't talked about yet. Today is Tom Hanks' birthday. How old do you think Tom Hanks is? Just, hmm. you know. 63. If I had to guess. Yeah, if you had to yeah, guess how old. Say, you, hmm. Yeah, I would say like 60, 61, 62 in that area, early 60s. Say 64. Sixty-four is correct. Did you see it Woo! earlier? No, no. I just yeah. wanted to one up what Nico said. Tom, oh, man, <laughs> Tom Hanks, sixty-four years old. Today. You totally prices right. Man. I totally did. Can anybody one year old? Can anybody <laughs> name a bad? I mean, just an out and out bad Tom Hanks movie. Not bad by Tom Hanks standards. Just but a just a horrible bad, movie. Yeah, just a horrible movie that Tom Hanks was in. And don't even say Cloud Atlas because I thought Cloud Atlas was genius. I know it got raked over the coals and didn't make a lot of money. I know which one. Cloud Atlas. (laughs) 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 Rolling Stone has all of his movies ranked from uh, worst to best. And they have his worst. Yeah, one. I want to hear. I, God, see, you looked it up. I wanted to hear if you could come up with I, one. I, well, we've done this before. I don't think I ever have. Well, what about the one where he? We've did? done. Can you name a bad Tom Hanks movie before? No. 
We have done that. Yeah. Okay. What about the one where he plays a comedian? Uh, Punchline is towards the bottom. Okay, this Dragnet list is, was good. This list is garbage. <laughs> Dragnet was funny with Dan Aykroyd. Your list sucks. Harry Morgan made an appearance <laughs> in it. Cloud Atlas comes in at number forty-five on the list. Out of how many? Fifty-three. And oh, that's that. with Dragnet at forty-seven. What about that one where he's best friends with the beach ball? <laughs> That's probably near the top. It's a volleyball. It's a volleyball. But it's on the beach. It's I can think of the creep, a creepy movie he was in. Oh. Polar uh, Express. Just remember the way it was made looked really creepy. Yeah, it did. Like they hadn't Polar perfected Express, CGI. It was that Uncanny Valley, but I think it is thought of as a good animated movie, right? I've never seen it. Yeah, it's animated. No, oh, no but I've never it? Yeah, seen good. it, but... I, th- I don't think it's thought of as a bad movie. I think it got good reviews when it came out, right? Polar Express comes in at number 32. Uh, throw out wow. anything The else. Burbs is all the way at 31. You the Burbs suck, is Rolling Stone. Big. That's big gotta is, be, big got great reviews. That's got to be towards the top, yeah. right? But that's really saying something that you have to think so hard to remember yeah. something that you think might be a bad Tom Hanks movie. And I want to put on the Tom Hanks list, even whatever one comes in last place. Big is number two. Number one is Forrest Gump. Number one is Apollo 13. Ah. Number three is. Toy Story. Philadelphia. No, Sully. You know, oh, I, I recorded that, that oh. on my DVR, and it sat there for like two years, and I just realized, I guess I'm just not interested enough to watch it. Number four was Sleepless in Seattle. Oh, that was a good one. That was good. Where's League of Their Own? Oh, yeah. Five was Splash. Six was Philadelphia. Where's Joe versus the Volcano? <laughs> what, what, what was in Captain De- Phillips. What was in Dead Last? Um, Dragnet? Hold on. No, Dragnet was number 47. Number 53 was uh, The Terminal. Oh, yeah. Wasn't that a Spielberg movie? I think so. See, I don't think that got bad reviews. So when... Man. Even if you're looking at that, that's only a bad movie compared to all the Tom Hanks movies. Yeah, just to tell you how many hits and how many good movies he's had. So number eight was Catch Me If You Can. Number nine is Castaway. Ten is Forrest Gump. Eleven is A League of Their Own. He's so good in that movie. He signs that kid's baseball. Avoid the clap, Jimmy Dugan. Hey, that's good advice. Number 12 was Saving Private Ryan. God. Number 13, Joe versus the Volcano. Are they are they saying, where does Bachelor Party come in? Because I thought Bachelor Party was great. Uh, you got <laughs> uh, let me see here. A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. That was the new one where he plays Mr. Rogers. That came in at number 16. That's between, another one that I have on DVR, and it's been sitting there for about six months or hey, three months. Turner and Hooch, number twenty. Turner and Hooch. Bachelor Party was a classic, by the, <gasps> the way. Thing How does you Bachelor do? Party not make the top twenty? God, I forgot about that too. Bachelor Party came in at twenty-four. You know, when you mentioned Turner, joke. Turner and Hooch, the idea of a cop Great, who's a partner a with a dog sounds like a bad movie. I don't think I ever saw Turner and Hooch. It's a great uh, buddy cop movie, but man. The, it sounds like a bad movie. You know it what does. I mean? Yeah, the premise. So it's really amazing. I'm not saying that Tom Hanks, you know, carried all these movies and they would have been bad without him. But just to go for an entire career and not have more clunkers than that, I don't. I don't think any of those got particularly bad reviews. Are you crying? There's, There's no crying a crying baseball. baseball. 
Uh, where, let's see. Anybody where, ever tell you look like a penis with a little hat on? <laughs> <laughs> That's it, Jimmy. Hey, you're out of here. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back, and we got one more segment to do as the Buzz Adams Morning Show continues right after this. It's the Buzz Adams Morning Show podcast. I was uh, reading something from a website called Lifehacker, which sounds terrible. Like, normally I would avoid a website called Lifehacker. Oh, it's great. But you haven't been on Lifehacker before? <laughs> You've never heard of Lifehacker before. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Is it a good website? Yeah. They, they put on life hacks. Yeah. You've never... Like, that's a new thing for you? I've never heard of the website Lifehacker, but oh, it sounds like... Oh, I it, don't pops up, it pops up on social media a lot. Like, yeah. that's one of the ones that will... Uh, the website? Like Yeah. Like, they, like they'll, like, sponsor ads and, um, you know, a, a lot of people share things from Lifehacker on mm-hmm. social media because it's, you know, it's an interesting life I hack. guess I was just reacting to life hacks in general. Like, I see a lot of life hacks. You think that's you, silly? Like, it's you, a concept of life hacking? Some of them are cool, but you have to go through, like, 30 lame ones before it's like, <laughs> oh, that is kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, some of them are just either, like, well, yeah, who didn't know that? Or it doesn't really make much of a difference, you know? Uh, but Lifehacker was asking, like, what's the best way to phrase it if you're going to compliment a co-worker on their clothing, for instance, because... Like, it, damn, looking good. Like, that's not appropriate. Oh, that really highlights your bosom. Yeah. <laughs> you can't do that. We're not mad men anymore. Really flatters your curves. I guess the best thing would be don't compliment anyone on their appearance but if you are going to compliment a coworker's outfit, um, someone on Twitter claimed that snazzy is the best word to go with if you're doling out compliments because it's completely benign. Uh, and it's so old yeah, it's, school it's that about, it, it's about nine, maybe ten on maybe a good ten, day. Ten and a half. What's that? What? Nothing. <laughs> oh, it's totally benign. This says it's so it's such an old school word that it can't possibly be seen as sexual or offensive. I, I'm going to counter that uh, there's a lot of old school stuff that's extremely sexual and offensive. Hey, Lisa, you're looking real snazzy. Some examples they give on how to use it. <laughs> hey. Your eyes. Hey, those are some snazzy earrings you got on. Or, wow, that's a snazzy shirt. Other words uh, that were suggested were neat Slick or nifty? I think if you use those words, though, I think you're being like you're being facetious. Like if you're like, "Hey, that's mm-hmm. a snazzy outfit," I'd be like, "What's Are that supposed to mean?" Me? Yeah, I'd be like, yeah. "What's that supposed to mean?" But what's I guess wrong with what I'm wearing. Yeah, I don't know. I have a neighbor who always he tries to compliment me, but it just comes off so terrible every time. Give me an example yeah. of one of his compliments. Tell us. He goes, "Oh, I saw you were wearing a dress the other day." I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> and he goes. You look better in those. Oh, right. <laughs> like, okay. Right, because all of a sudden now it's a critique of your appearance. It's not just he like. He always does it, like these backhanded compliments, and they I just crack up laughing every is time. Is it an old man? Yes. Yeah. And he's hilarious. That's like saying, you have such a good face. Why don't you smile more? Yeah. And then the other day he said something to me when I when I dyed my hair back uh, brown. He goes, oh, you, you dyed your hair. I'm like, yeah. And he goes, that's good. 
it's a lot better than the red. <laughs> it's like an underhanded comment every yeah. time. I found out because I, in my in my history as a, a person in the dating pool, I, one of my girlfriends was a TV reporter and anchor. Okay, I found out there is no way that you can compliment a TV chick's appearance. Mm-hmm. Even the weather girl. Even the weather girl. Oh man! If you say you're even more beautiful in person than you are on TV, they're gonna. There's just it, it's fraught with all kinds of landmines. Yeah. If you say you, you know, you would think, oh, okay, well, I can understand if they get upset. And say, oh, you're a lot prettier on TV than you are in person. But it's the same way the other way. It's like, wow, you're you're a lot prettier in person than you are on TV. It's never going to be taken as a compliment. Or if you were to say like, "Oh my gosh, you're so skinny," and it's like, "Okay, so cool, I look fat on TV." Because I've heard, I've heard yeah. uh, TV girls been told that before. If you ever meet a local news or a national news anchor or reporter, you are better off not commenting on their physical appearance because what I have found, and I'm not saying they're insecure, I'm just saying that they're under a microscope a lot. Mm-hmm. It, it, you're much more likely to step on a landmine than not. Yeah, a lot of corporate rules for them. Oh, no, but people are just so cruel, especially to oh, TV yeah, oh, anchors. Oh, like I on, mean, on the internet when you could do it and they don't, and you're not in front of them and see them, yeah, people are real douches. Oh, not even just that, but like the older ladies would write in. And I can see your roots. I, <laughs> I had like four or five news girls that we all did mornings, and so we would hang out on the weekends, and they would tell me some of the stories. Wait, did you ever do TV news? No. Oh, okay. No, 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 but I just I had a bunch of them that I used to hang out with. Can you invite me next time? Uh, no, not at all. <laughs> but I remember one of them, she moved to um, another state um, in the South, and she was telling me that her first day on air, she got a phone, or I think an email or a phone call from an older woman telling her, like, look, I don't know how you do it over there in Texas, but those type of low-cut blouses you're wearing, they don't fly over here in the South. <laughs> and the thing was, it wasn't even a low-cut blouse she had on that day it came probably a little bit below her collarbone but this woman just felt like it was her place to tell her on her first day like mm-hmm. I don't know how it happens in Texas but we don't wear low cut shirts on TV and I mean and they do they will just like the color of their dresses or don't you own something different <laughs> or you know I've oh seen God. you wore that dress three times in the past month and it's very I mean people can just be cruel how about we just not compliment each other? Wouldn't that solve the problem? Yeah, because I, 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 I'm much more cognizant of it than I was 20 years ago, for instance. Like, what if I said, "Hey, Brandon, those jeans are really fitting you good." That's sexual. Please don't do that. <laughs> it's hard, and I know, I, that's that's funny. <laughs> I, that seems really funny to me. When I compliment people, it comes off sometimes as rude, and I don't realize it. Like I saw. Um, for we went for a bike ride, me and a couple friends, and I saw one of our friends we haven't seen in a while, and I looked at him, I was like, well, I mean, you look better than I thought you would during the pandemic. Oh, <laughs> and he just oh. looks at me and goes, really, Sancho? No, like, kidding. Uh, I did, that didn't come out the way. I was like, but I mean, I expected you to be... I'm going to go. And I just like, walked off and left. I was like, uh According to Lifehacker, another strategy, if you are going to compliment someone's clothing is to remain factual and they give an example 
Neat, your headband matches your necklace. Although I could also see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Path of Least Resistance says you just don't comment on a coworker's appearance, mm-hmm. especially if you're a man and it's a woman. Yeah. You just, mm-hmm. you know, Path of Least my, Resistance, yeah. my life's motto, says you just stay away from it. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you think about hugging? I'm not a hugger. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I've never been a real physically, you know, demonstrative. Yeah. Now, if I if don't if somebody goes in for a hug, I don't recoil. Mm-hmm. But I'm not super comfortable either. Uh, so this whole social distancing has worked out pretty good for me overall. Have a great Thursday, everybody, and we'll be back for our huge Friday extravaganza starting tomorrow at 5 a.m. We'll talk to you then. So long.